I'm not saying I don't like weed and beer because I definitely like weed and beer, but I'm also not the type of big. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh-huh. Miller time, bitch. <laughs> Welcome back, party people, to another edition of the first cut, an episodic journey through the sonic underground of today. Now, put the kids down for a nap, open up a bottle of the good stuff, and sit tight because it's about to get weird. Seriously, this is not for kids. You've been properly warned. What's up, party people of the world? You're back on the first cut uh, with Danny and uh, special, dre- special dress, special guest uh, Drake today. What's up, Drake? How you doing? I'm doing okay. That's good. Yeah, Drake is subbing in for Evan today, who uh, had some some family issues and couldn't uh, couldn't make it over. But that's okay. Because Drake is a good friend of a f- uh, friend of ours and a friend of the podcast, and we are here today with uh, Grindcore, and we're gonna waste no time getting into it. Oh, excuse me, real quick. Let me go ahead and refresh the dang old page. We're gonna waste no time getting into our first pick, uh, Regional Justice Center, and uh, start talking about it. Drake, how you been, buddy? We had you on for uh, for the uh, the first Grindcore episode, but that was. Uh, Quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, been been all right. That's good. Hanging out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by, everybody. No. All right, see you. Yeah, yeah. Have a good night. Um, yeah, no, no. Just just living life three six five, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not much to say on that front. Just yeah. normal shit. Since I probably saw you guys last, just working. And, I don't know. Hanging yeah. out, and listening to shit like this. Yeah, fair. I mean, I think the last time... God damn, I'm trying to remember if Evan was there, but the last time I remember seeing you was uh, October of 2019, I want to say, and we were getting together for one of our uh, uh, biannual movie nights. Uh-huh. Um, we were watching... Was it Four Flies on Grey Velvet? Yeah. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have really like good memory about some shit like that. But, uh... Yeah. Anyways, we can totally talk about that more later. But we are here today with Grindcore. Uh, Grindcore is one of those weird genres, and we've talked about it before, that I think a lot of people have an idea and an expectation of what it is, and that's very different than what it actually is. Because um, I think people think of Grindcore, and they think more of, like, power violence. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, yeah, it's just noisy, screaming... I mean, grindy, certainly, but just intense, rapid. I think people typically either think of, like, deathcore or power violence, which is way off. Uh, well, not power violence so much, but uh, it's different. I mean, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we have three great picks today. The first pick we have is Regional Justice Center, uh, and I'll definitely let Drake talk more about them because he knows more than I do, but they either are or were based out of Seattle, Washington, and this uh, LP, LP? It is an LP, right? Yeah, yeah. Came out uh, in March of this year, so it is a very recent release, mm. 
and it's very good for people that like this sort of thing it is a thing that you might enjoy yeah yeah it's funny you mentioned the power violence thing because I kind of put this more in the category of sure. like hardcore and power violence. Like, yeah, yeah. I kind of was like definitely on the fence of even a fringe like, pick. Yeah, yeah, mentioning these guys, but I mean, it's definitely blasty enough to really justify like throwing it within the realm for sure of yeah. uh, grind or at least grind adjacent. But uh, yeah, a lot of chunky riff stuff. You know, but it's a little more prevalent and hardcore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, these guys are really good. I I'd, uh, yeah. I'd heard about this album, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I didn't really think much of. Uh, I don't. I'd seen the album cover and name around in uh, like Decibel and some other publications, right. and uh, something about that album cover and name just. Is like a little different. Oh, I and, love uh, the album cover. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. And so, I don't know. I checked it out, and uh, I wasn't really sure what to think, like going in. But like first second, I heard it. I was like, oh, this is fucking tight. And yeah, it's very good. Very very good. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> on that point of uh, the being from Seattle, Washington, whatever. So they were. They were, it seems from what I've looked into uh, with them is that they were at first based in uh, Washington and essentially, uh, and that's where they actually get the name Regional Justice Center. Oh, really? Of, uh, yeah, so the, I'm not sure who exactly in the band, but a member in the, of this band uh, named the band Regional Justice Center after uh so his brother is actually currently incarcerated okay. in uh, the regional justice center that's in Washington. That's like either in Seattle or like I almost want to say Yelm or Yakima. That that might be totally off, but uh, yeah, and kind of there's like a lot of commentary within the lyrics and like some of the samples even used of. Uh, basically about his brother's incarceration and like just kind of how like jacked the whole fucking like legal system it is and whatnot but he uh and how hard it's like been on his family and like dealing with having someone that you care about in uh jail so i don't know it's interesting well it's fascinating too because like i mean well i've certainly never been to prison by any means um and of course i i should say make it a huge point i do not know the members of this band um i'm not familiar with them so i'm certainly not speaking on uh any of them or the people that of whom they may be related to but just as a general statement it is, it is kind of fascinating how, like, um, in a lot of cases, crimes are kind of treated in a blanket sense, especially if you are, um, I don't know how better to say it, because, you know, we try not to be super, super political on this podcast, but it's also, like, we're talking about grindcore, and grindcore yeah. is a pretty fucking political genre. Right. So, um... 
when you are not white, how you're treated significantly differently than if you are. Because um, I know that's obviously a big thing that's super prevalent in this country and even was in the state for a very long time. Is like uh, minor possession charges that you'd be like, oh, I had like a, a fucking half ounce of marijuana or me or whatever. It's like, oh, you're going to prison for life. Yeah. For pot. Huh. And it's it's just fascinating to see how like there there's such a dichotomy between something like that and like well I killed three people and that, yeah. oh, well that's gonna be you know eight years like huh. eight years huh. what the fuck huh. you know what I mean yeah yeah like it's I, I don't know it's just it's fascinating how there can be such a uh, gross difference in uh, uh, judgment as it pertains to different people and different classes and different this and that and whatever. Um, Yes, certainly. There's a lot of issues with the American judicial system. Um, and it's cool to talk about sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love talking about prison. I love talking about politics. Mitch McConnell is a cunt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um... Yeah, prison's got to be the happiest fucking thing to talk about. Drugs, prison, fucking, um, yeah, yeah, no. But, uh, Grindcore's pretty tight. This music is pretty good, for sure. I really like it. Um, I really want to know. I want to see. Because I, I enjoy this album cover, but I haven't looked at oh, Okay, okay, now I'm looking a little closer. And it looks kind of like, uh, almost like a, um, a Tyvek suit under, like, a suit. <laughs> with running shoes and kind of like a um, god damn it, what is the term for that kind of mask I don't know it looks like a really like old school Halloween mask yeah like yeah some of the like <clears throat> fucking like I don't know 30s or 50s like Halloween masks you'll see <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. god this groove is fucking awesome but I love too that it's like it's like running from a collapsing carnival with a bag full of money yeah yeah it's fascinating uh, anyways, so grindcore is cool. Um, I think uh, I think it is very interesting, and I think we talked about this last time. The kind of the, the difference between um, how grindcore is often viewed as a metal genre, and it kind of is, but it's really much more rooted in like hardcore and punk, typically. Well, fuck this. I mean, just listening to this, this I would not like consider. <laughs> This, I mean, this just sounds like straight hardcore. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound. Know? I mean, it, it but so that's what's fun, I guess, is yeah. like talking to people that aren't like as richly versed in the difference. Yeah. I think, I think a good, a good ninety nine percent of non metal listeners at least will yeah. hear this and go, "Of course, this is metal." Yeah, and even a lot of metal listeners and more of the. Um, uh, extreme genres would probably feel similar yeah. but yeah I hear this and I don't hear metal at all uh, yeah um, not the album necessarily but certainly that song and most most of it I yeah. hear maybe metal overtones but generally yeah it doesn't sound like metal at all right um, but it's so fascinating I guess to listen to something like this and then listen to like Metallica and be like oh so you think those are like similar right yeah you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. And granted, obviously, metal is a super diverse uh, genre with many, 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 many subgenres, just as punk and hardcore are. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fascinating to just, um, um, I guess, to be in the position to be able to see the distinctions more clearly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. More um, immersed in that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, that's one thing I'll say I've been really glad for this podcast is being able to not only discover so many phenomenal artists that I never would have otherwise, but to be able to understand music as a whole better. Yeah. And be able to, for that matter, too, because I know not that long ago, I don't know if you heard the episode or not, but we did an episode on country. Uh-huh. And there's very few genres that has a greater whole. I'd be like, man, I fucking hate that genre. <laughs> but country is one of uh-huh. them. So to say, well, you know, let's let's try and put a country list together. Let's let's take a genre that neither of us particularly like, yeah. and see if we can't find something redeemable in it to find things that we would want to say. Hey, this is good. You should listen to it, and then do that. Mm. It's pretty refreshing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And that's one thing I love about doing the show is. Um, if for nothing else, expanding my musical palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool thing we do. That being said, as much as I could listen to this shit for quite a while, uh, I think we are running out of track to work with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is a pretty short one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not my... even sure if it gets past the 20 minute mark. I mean, that's a, yeah, this is the last track, so, um, um, probably a good dang old time to, uh, start wrapping up on this artist and go to the next one. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So thank you, Regional Justice Center. Um, and we'll see you back in a few moments. And we're on with our second pick, people. People, people. Okay. I thought we lost you there for a second. I heard the beeping come to an end. We're back here with Head Brain Blockade. The album is Destruction of Principle of Life. Yeah, Destruction yeah, of Principle of Life. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is tape CD? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go ahead and get started with uh, Russian word meaning intro. I don't know how to speak <laughs> Russian, but this band is Russian, apparently. It is, says that they're from the Russian Federation. Um so Drake, you introduced me. Actually, you introduced me to all of these artists. Huh. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, makes my job really easy. Um, what uh, What do you think of this uh, this pick? Yeah, no, I really. Uh, so I haven't listened to this album a shitload, but uh, funnily enough, I'd uh, just put uh, was washing dishes the other day and was like. Uh, so this label, No Bread Records, you can uh, actually buy their entire digital discography on Bandcamp, like for really cheap. Like I think it's under twenty bucks, and they have a, a lot. 141 releases yeah, under yeah. their belt. So uh, I picked that up because there's some stuff I uh, dug listening to, uh, just checking out the different releases they had. But uh, it seems like primarily they're more of a grind, power violence crust-centric label and uh anyhow so i just kind of picked this band out of a hat out of all the releases i had got from them and uh i really enjoyed this it's uh it's i don't know if i'd say crazy musically reminiscent of me or yeah (laughs) yeah of uh it sounds just like what i do yeah yeah 
but uh, it vocally there's like a lot of uh, stuff I like that kind of reminds me of like uh, like when Barney first joined Napalm Death. Like oh yeah, some of the low, sure. lower shit, and then it's very guttural, yeah. Yeah, but uh, a lot of cool different vocal shit on this album but yeah the music's really good and i enjoy too in this album uh with the drums fucking there will be certain times where you can like hear the drummer like hitting the rim of his snare during his blast and i don't know it's like it's just like one of those imperfection things you'll hear as a drummer that normally you don't hear on records much anymore snare shots can be pretty pretty rough yeah yeah and so it's like it's something i enjoy that they like included of like this sounds like a you know real drum set i mean i could maybe believe that there's triggers or something on the bass drum maybe but uh i don't know it's just like it's refreshing to hear that when like so many recordings are kind of sanitized you know yeah definitely um that was a big thing i remember when um when Evan and I were kind of like um, <clears throat> listening to progressive more and more and starting to like progressive metal uh-huh. and starting to kind of like dissect it was he would often compare the tones of like dream theater yeah. against um, tones of a band like Between the Buried Me and one thing I remember he would say a lot was like uh, how much appreciation he had for Between the Buried Me's Great Misdirect album uh-huh. because the guitar tones on that album are like so fucking dirty. Uh-huh. Like they're they're not clean. They're right. not scrubbed and perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, granted, I know a lot of people would hear that and then like compare that to this and be like, that's ah, pretty fucking perfect by comparison. <laughs> but, but when you listen to something like like um well granted i mean a lot of metal metal in general has become so over compressed and oversaturated in the tone that like i i've complained about this a lot in my personal life i don't know if i've complained about it a lot on here but um most metal guitarists you listen to sound the same these mm-hmm. days. Like if you if you go on YouTube and you go, oh, I want to listen to so and so from so and so, the tone of that guitarist most likely is going to sound like fifty other fucking relatively similar bands. Yeah, because they're doing the exact same shit, uh. the exact same equalization, the exact same presets, this, uh. that, and whatever, to make their shit sound fucking homogeneously uh. the same. And that's not to say that they're not talented guitarists and that they, you know, don't deserve respect and everything. But the tone is so fucking sterile. Yeah. It's bananas. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely can appreciate, too, um, listening to something that is that is legitimately imperfect. Mm. Um, and appreciate that, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'll say, too, with this, it's like... It's not even like this production's like it's on. It's honestly pretty fucking good production. Like yeah. I feel like I can imperfect hear imperfect doesn't well. mean bad. Yeah, 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 by yeah any exactly. Means. No, and like that's why. It, just like one, I don't know. You'll hear like recording shit kind of obsessed, like over like not getting certain sounds. And I don't know. Just like being a drummer too. It's like fucking being able to hear some of like the stick clicks and shit on this I'm like yeah that's tight that kind of reminds me um, I know you're very familiar with the band 
But uh, I had showed you the song mm-hmm. by Converge. Um, I believe it's called I Can Tell You About Pain. Okay. And uh, I remember that Kurt Blue had done a session on it where he was like breaking down like uh, here's how everything was recorded and equalized and this and that whatever. Uh-huh. And one of the big things he talks about is uh, is amp noise. Yeah. Because like um, you know there's a few parts throughout that song and through Converge's uh-huh. like library in general yeah. where he'll like let the feedback of the amp like mm-hmm. scream out and that's yeah. something you hear in this a whole whole lot. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, I get the question a lot to ask, like, how do you control the tone of your feedback? And like, you know, say like, like, this is the note that I want to get and this and that, whatever. And he said, you kind of can't. Yeah. And you kind (laughs) of just want to get what you get Uh and, you know, like work with what sounds good. Yeah. And it's funny how like much shit in the music industry is just kind of like oh I didn't mean to do that but it sounded good so I'm yeah. gonna keep it huh. like happy accidents as I like to call them yeah it's just like uh, oh yeah no I mean that's not usually what I play but let's fucking keep it or uh, just even like yeah my uh, my amp is having this issue but it actually it actually does sound really good mm-hmm. I think we're just gonna go with that and uh the idea of being like, nope, 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 nope. It's got to be perfect. It's got to yeah. be the way we rehearsed it. Or this, yeah. It's just, I don't know. You're going to miss out on a lot of fucking life mm-hmm. if that's the way that you go about yeah. recording everything. Well, that's the beauty of being in a band and like yeah, learning sure. an instrument and everything is that what, what I appreciate about that compared to, and this is not a diss to anyone, whatever, who's oh. like doing DJ stuff or stuff through a computer or whatever like because i whatever i'm cool with all ways of people wanting to make music i'm but, hip i'm happening no. <laughs> but uh but it's like the idea of being in a band what i think i enjoy the most about it and like seeing live music is that at any point it could fall off the rails oh totally if someone breaks a fucking string if someone drops a drumstick something like that it's like yeah, yeah. this is it's such a time and a moment of everything you know rehearsal and just shit going right but at any point if you know there's one spark there something going wrong it could yeah. and it's like so I get understanding. I think it's kind of fun being in a live experience too, not to cut you off, but being in a live experience and seeing things that aren't good <laughs> that yeah. you didn't yeah. expect. Uh, well, I, uh, yeah, funny enough, like uh, I remember uh, I was talking with Evan a while ago. The first Between the Buried Me concert we went to out of, I don't know, seven or eight that we've uh, fucking gone to. <laughs> Um, no, it's probably not that many, but it was several. Uh-huh. The first one we went to was when they were touring their Parallax 1 EP. Uh-huh. And one of the bands that opened was uh, Cephalic Carnage. Oh, nice. What? <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Cephalic Carnage, yeah, yeah. personally, but uh-huh. I do remember a lot of their... Um, Banter was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure, kind of cringe in my oh, opinion. Oh shit! Okay. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> and we talked about this on the last podcast because I remember like, uh, God, I can't think for the life of me who the lead vocalist of Savala Carnage is. <laughs> yeah, fuck he, he came out and I remember he was like, this song is about uh, eating cheesecake in your basement and jacking off. <laughs> And, and uh, I was like, all right, all right, cool, cool. And uh, he comes out and he's like, 
in this audience likes weed? And he like pumps his fist in the yeah. air and a bunch of people cheer. And he's like, all right, who likes beer? Pumps the opposite <laughs> left fist. There's cheering. He's like, all right, weed, oh beer, weed. And I'm like, well, dog, this is, this is not my circle for yeah. sure. And I'm not saying I don't like weed and beer because I definitely like weed and beer. But I'm also not the type to be like, fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's uh, Miller time, bitch. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I it's just I remember eating cheesecake in your basement and jacking off. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh, dude! <laughs> Holy shit! It was quite a scene. Um, but uh, goddamn, dude! I think of so many fucking bands that I've seen throughout the year. I uh, I went to a concert with someone. Yeah, I, I want to talk more about this off the fucking mic because it's <laughs> sure. it's a fun story overall, right. but it's not something that I want necessarily on the airwaves. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of bands. I don't think I had heard of a single fucking band on the record. He's like, uh, "Oh, we should go. You know, we should hang out. We should go to this concert." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And we went, and I remember there was um, a band called like Expedition Earth, I believe. Uh. Uh, there's like Aether, and there's a lot of like um, it was it was a big deathcore show. Okay. And I don't have anything against deathcore. Yeah. It's not really my my vibe, uh-huh. so I felt kind of like a fish out of water. But it was a fun concert. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was a lot of like um, God, what is the term? Kind of like slam bands. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like this song is 90% breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, okay, uh. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I really hope I don't leave here with a broken neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing I have to say, and granted, I'm probably going to catch shit for this, but that's okay. I'll, I'll accept the shit that I catch for this. The one thing with going to those specific types of shows that I can't fucking stand, and maybe you're on this, maybe you're not, is like the windmillers. Yeah, huh. That's the shit, like, the people that they are like, hell yeah, man, I'm going to flail my body around, and mm. maybe I hit a bunch of people, or maybe yeah. I don't, as I'm like, that's pretty fucking lame. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird with that. It's, because, I don't know, like, because uh, that seems to be more of, uh, if I'm getting you correct, like, people were, like, fucking, you know, like, whatever, crowd killing, or, like, fucking, uh... I don't know, flailing their limbs and shit around, not like yeah, like yeah. headbanging whatever. No, nope, exactly. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're literally like swinging their arms and legs yeah, yeah. around, like they're doing like fucking roundhouse kicks right. and yeah. flailing their arms yeah, around. It's, it's a weird thing because like I've been to some more like hardcore type shows where it's like it's interesting because that's definitely more that kind of world yeah. as compared to metal, and it's like. I'm kind yeah, yeah, of like true. when in Rome a little bit of like I don't I kind like, of am too. I think it's I think it's ow. I think it's strange into each their own like if yeah, that's yeah. how you express yourself then mm-hmm. okay cool. But I think what and I'll say this this is kind of what I saw at that show and this is uh-huh. more of where I was like what the fuck? Right. Was like there was guys doing that and there's this one guy who's like fuck yeah swinging his arms around kicking uh-huh. and shit. And um wasn't that far away from everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And starts like punching fucking other people in mm. the face. Yeah, yeah. And uh one guy got like legit tired of getting punched like yeah. five times. Yeah. And turned around and shoved the fucking guy to yeah. be like, get the fuck away from me. Right. And 
Not only did the guy who was punching the other dude in the face go like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> but the recipient of said face punches got kicked out of the show. Wow. That's fucking lame. Yeah. So imagine somebody's um, dancing erratically, huh. wailing on you like huh. a fucking psychopath. Huh. And then when you get upset about it, they're like, you need to leave because yeah. you're a problem. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've seen that kind of thing happen at other shows before, too. So My biggest thing lame. is, I think all of that combined, mm-hmm. I can't I can't empathize with being that guy. Yeah. And not only not feeling bad about getting that dude kicked out and yeah. wailing on him, but then going pretty much like, man, fuck that guy. I'm going to keep doing that thing that really <laughs> upset people. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. No, that's just strange to me. Yeah. No, it's fucking dumb. And, like, I mean, it's weird. It's one thing. I don't want to make a whole fucking episode of your deal just about whatever oh no it's it's literally about it's literally about whatever we wanted to be yeah but uh we can trade fucking uh crumb cake recipe yeah yeah yeah. but yeah in short just it you know i respect people who wanna whatever do whatever physical shit and stuff at uh at shows that they want to and express themselves how they want to because it's supposed to be fun in a show but at the same time it's like what are you gonna pay my fucking medical bills if you break my nose like no or knock a couple of my teeth out yeah yeah. and it's like realistically dude like what kind of money do you see realistically the venue should be liable for that in that case Mm -hmm. yeah and i won't say what venue that this was at that i saw it happen Uh but um the venue technically should be liable and because the venue Mm -hmm. should be liable you would think that if they saw that they'd be like yeah gonna go ahead and shut that shit down right now right you know what i mean yeah yeah, because it's like the like if uh, you have somebody come over and they mm. step out of their car, slip on something you left at your house, and they break their neck, you're on the line for that. Yeah, no, that's very true. <clears throat> um, Jesus. Um, bitches be shopping. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's just you know, Eric. I gotta get a few Eric Andre references <laughs> in each time. I'm trying to remember. That was uh, when Hannibal hosted, wasn't it? Dude, I I honestly don't. Even I have such a fucking that. weird memory for shit. Like I don't yeah, know yeah. what the hell it is that yeah. I just I remember the most fucking the tiniest fucking most insignificant yeah. insignificant shit. Yeah. That uh, I, I I I said like wasn't that what it was to be like I don't know I fucking know yeah. for sure it was it was the episode that like he had hosted where like Eric had apparently like broken his neck uh. or whatever. And he comes out and he's like, alright, do a monologue and he just walks up to the microphone. He goes, So bitches be shopping <laughs> and then he like wins a fucking award immediately and he gets carried out. I I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um how do you feel about moving on to our third and final pick? Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Headbrain blockade, thank you so much for your Oh you motherfucker for your uh for your time but we're gonna go ahead and move on to our last pick okay people we are here with our third and final pick of the after dang diddly noon and this is boss rotten i will have drake explain this one because that is uh that is a reference that is above my head yeah so title track or the the first track Mm -hmm. excuse me the blow off the album surge so yeah it's uh it's like a play on words um 
At least I'm very sure, but of, uh, so you have the UFC fighter, whatever, famous fighter, uh, Boss Rootin, and then, uh, the band Oss Rotten, or whatever, so it's, like, kind of a play on words of both of those, so it's pretty funny, and I fucking enjoy, I have already enjoyed some of, uh, Boss Rootin's videos, so that's kind of what, uh, led me to checking this band out more. Yeah, it's really tight, real tight mix of, like, yeah. Punk, hardcore, whatever, crust, grind, power violence. There's like a little bit of like everything for, I don't know, someone who's into stuff like this. It's like, really funny how much this like the imagery and kind of the overall vibe harken, harkens me back to like the days of fucking like Black Flag and Minor Threat. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, and it's funny because it, it doesn't really sound much like it. Right. But not to say it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. it at all, but it doesn't sound that much like it. Huh. But it's so hard not to think of those things. Yeah. And then to hear that the music is even like vaguely similar, huh. it kind of just goes back to the conversation we were having like what fucking five minutes ago about like how the hell do you call this metal? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. it's very clearly punk, der- like oh yeah, not, not punk derivative, but down the the punk bloodline for yes. sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely put these guys absolutely more on the punk side yeah, of and things. Yeah, so you know. much ass. You know, it's funny you mentioned Black Flag because. Uh, I like Henry Rollins. Like I fucking love Henry Rollins. Yeah, old school Henry Rollins, like shaved head Henry Rollins, looks so much like Boss Rudin. It's oh, really? fucking hilarious. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a nonsense. Well, I think back to like the the imagery of the album cover that we're seeing here reminds me a lot. And granted, I. I know fucking probably anybody could just be like, well, because uh, well, they're both boxing themes. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of like my war. Yeah. But, um, yeah, goddamn, man. Black Flag is so fucking good. Did you ever see um, Henry Rollins was on uh, This Is Not Happening? What, what even? Oh, is that, or wait, yeah, what the hell is that? I'll send that to you. Okay. It's really good. So, This Is Not Happening was a show that was originally hosted by Ari Shakir, comedian. Oh, okay. And the big thing was that he would bring guests on to tell stories. Essentially, the idea was supposed to be like, these are pretty fucking unbelievable stories. And more right. often than not, there's comedians that come on. Uh. But there's not a reason necessarily that it had to be a comedian as much yeah. as, like, this person's good at telling a story. Mm-hmm. Well, if you know anything about Henry Rollins post, what, fucking 1984, uh. he's a phenomenal fucking storyteller. Like, it's literally what he does for a living. He's paid to talk. He's paid (laughs) to go around and talk about life and be like, this is what's wrong with the world and this is, god damn, that was a big-ass hangnail, dude. Um, You know, this, that, and whatever. And he just, he's he's an inspirational speaker. But he tells um, these stories that relate to um, his time and his life in Black Flag, um, which I'll, I'll circle back to that in a second. But it's actually quite a long, like for one of those, normally the videos you'd watch if you watch it on YouTube, like five, six minutes. This is like 18. <laughs> but they talk about um, uh, stories relating to uh, his time in Black Flag. But as I recall, Call the episode was on drugs uh. and it was about taking acid. Uh. Um, but what was always so funny to me 
listening to that and, you know, hearing Black Flag when I was younger and as a, a young adult and everything is he's so, like, well-spoken and affluent mm-hmm. now. And he'll talk about himself back then to be like, you know, I was always, like, kind of like the goody-goody in the group. And I'm like, yeah. what? Because uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of your fucking interviews, and I did mm-hmm. not get that yeah. when I uh, uh. when I saw, you know, like, the, the classic one where he's talking to the, like, the kid who's asking questions, and he's just like, well, why are you asking me that? Yeah. You're wasting my fucking time, dude. I got uh. my my... My women and my cocaine in the back. Like, uh, quit wasting my fucking time or whatever. Uh, and then he'll just be like, "Uh, uh, yes, sir." And like the, <laughs> the story's yeah. going back. And I'm like, that just seems so fucking. But I think what he means is more is to say like I was more of that than everyone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think too, like I don't know. It's weird because like Henry Rollins is like for me kind of a odd figure because like I definitely. Like, he's definitely a good uh, orator and shit, oh, yeah. but, like, I don't know. He's so, like, fucking hypocritical at times, and, like... Yeah, he and, can like, be. I think, I think there's a weird dynamic within, like, punk and hardcore and some shit of, like... Like, Henry Rollins, and I don't know. It's a whole wormhole I could go down, but it's, like, kind of, like... Mm. This whole thing of, like, uh, you know, it's no secret, like, Henry Rollins was, like, fucking, like, looking pretty jacked back in the day and, like, yeah. whatever. And, uh, I don't know, this whole, like, kind of, uh, just, like, super fucking, like, I don't know, like, machismo thing, kind of, where, I don't know. It's, like, I definitely respect Black Flag and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's fucking cringy watching some of his interviews where it's, like, I don't know, he's being, like, a super hard-ass about, like, some shit to just some person fucking interviewing him. It's it's fascinating, though, because I... So I, I'm going to reckon mm-hmm. you, you're probably familiar with uh, Nardwar. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting to see, like, because I've seen his his interviews with Nardwar, right? And uh-huh. like, I've seen, I think he's done like three or four throughout uh-huh. the years. And there's never one that I watched that I'm like, that went well. Yeah. <laughs> um, with Henry Rollins, I uh-huh. would say, because you know you see like Tyler the Creator or like Doja Cat or so many other people who are like, dude, you're, you're fucking wild, man. Yeah. That's awesome. But um. I will say at least where Henry Henry Rollins I feel like he was more standoffish than yeah. like overtly an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas he more just like, yeah, why are you wasting my time? Versus like, hey fuck you, I wanna fuck with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But seeing the ones with like like Sonic Youth uh-huh. and like other people who are like, isn't it just kinda cool to like actually fuck with interviewers uh-huh. or like blur for that matter? Yeah. That is more of where I, I see it. I'm just like, what is the actual point of that? Right. You know what I mean? I get it. It's like, because they represent the man, man. Uh-huh. It's like, so what? Yeah. You're the fucking man. Like, you're yeah. the one fucking going to this town that everybody's paying a shit ton of money to see. Uh-huh. It's it's so goddamn hypocritical. I don't know. But um, I guess that's the one thing I could say is, at least it's not that bad. Yeah. But that doesn't make it good. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. That's a whole fucking the whole fucking thing. Tangent. Yeah. But yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you that video. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Actually, maybe maybe when this is all over, I'll just show it to you. Huh. But um, Boss Rotten, yeah, this shit is badass. I was going to say something completely aside, speaking of tangents, mm-hmm. uh, just in general. Because obviously, you know, Evan and I do this podcast. We do it every week, and it's a cool thing. But I have to tell you that I had kind of an idea uh-huh. uh a podcast that if you did it, uh-huh. I would subscribe in a fucking second. Uh-huh. And that was, I would, I would fucking probably almost pay money to watch a podcast of you talking up like old, like cult horror classics uh-huh. in um, movies, obviously not uh-huh. music. That's not to say, uh, you know, it's it's really really fucking interesting. I found like the two people in my life that when I think of when I think of music and who do I want to talk to about music, um, dependent on what it is that I want to talk about in genre and in era, Evan is typically more of like the non-aggressive older stuff. Yeah. He is a borderline encyclopedia. Uh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if it's like pre-2000, I don't know, 2008, anything before that, and it's non-metal, it seems like he knows fucking like everything there is to know. In the exact opposite world, (laughs) I would say that that you're almost in psychopathy. So if I was like, let's talk about mid-2000s extreme music Mm. to now, I, I... like it seems like there's hardly a fucking band that you don't know (laughs) but all of that being said so I mean I say that to say Uh. that you're a great consult for shit like this Uh. when I'm like dude uh yeah, let's talk about the history of grindcore or whatever. You know way more than I do and you know a lot more than he does. Um but all of that to be said, completely non relatedly, uh Man, I think that would be cool as shit to see you do uh, a podcast of like classic cult horror. Like, oh, you've probably never heard of this, but you should check it out, dude. Yeah, I'd say that, but it's like it's funny, dude. Like, you get schooled so often in shit. Like, it's like funny of like I'll be like, I mean, yeah, I'm in horror, and then I mean, already there's like a million fucking horror podcasts and shit. And, Is there really? Uh, oh, yeah, dude. No, it's like, it's a fucking thing. And, Interesting. Uh, I mean, I think, like, last podcast on the left, which I know they kind of go all over the place, but I know they're, like, big horror movie people. I haven't even listened to the podcast, but I've just been recommended it okay. so many times. But uh, they're, I think they're, like, the biggest, po- like, outside maybe of Joe Rogan or I don't know who else, but, like, they're like one of the biggest podcasts out there. Like a Spotify inked like a, I think like multi-million dollar deal or something to have them exclusive. But getting kind of beside the point, but it's like, or like I went to this one fucking like VHS, like, uh, I don't know, little get together, like exchange thing. And it was kind of more horror centric. Like I think generally people are into the old school format. Uh, stuff like normally partake more in horror than I guess the average person and it's like 
Dude, you go to one of those things and you get your ass handed on a platter. Of like, whoa, I thought I knew just shit about horror. And it's like, you know, like the smallest fucking crumb like huh. of knowledge compared to these people. And it's the same thing kind of with metals. Like, that's why I try to remain like. Metal's complicated rounded. because there's so much elitism in metal. Yeah, no, that's, that's super true. Yeah. And like, it's like, because, dude, I mean, yeah, like someone could fucking rip us a new asshole right now saying oh yeah these bands aren't fucking like grind whatever like you know someone who's super just tunnel vision and grind and like i mean then they'd have their point for sure like i'm sure like we're but here's the thing i would say to all of those people if you're hearing this and you think if if prior to thinking hey this is good i'm unfamiliar with this i like this you think Man, this isn't fucking grindcore. This is more like what, 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 blah, blah, blah. I would invite you to take that opinion and shove it up your fucking ass. How about that? Um, because realistically, I don't do this to be a professor of fucking grindcore or any other genre. I do it because I want people to discover good music that they might not have ever heard before. Yeah. So even if you hear this and you're like, I've heard of this, who hasn't heard of this? A lot of people. Yeah. You're not everybody. So fucking calm down yeah. and enjoy it or fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's um, that's definitely true. And like, yeah, yeah. to me, dude, it's just like, back on your point of like elitism and shit like that it's like dude i don't know like it's i'm like, so tired of elitism yeah my god and so it's like i don't know dude i'm just like i fucking like like rock music and i mean like yeah, music dude. all over the board but it's like primarily i'm more invested in like rock stuff and it's like i don't really fucking care like i still <laughs> You know, listen to whatever Pantera or something, and like other, you know, like more entry level shit, and like more like you've been listening to this shit for a while. It's so fucking fascinating to say, because like it's similar to what was the term we had said earlier? Uh, Imperfect is not bad, right? Yeah. Entry level isn't bad either. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, fucking A, dude. I'll still listen to, like, Kill Em All every once in a while. And there is some solid fucking tracks. Not some old Metallica records. I mean, there's a reason why you get into that shit. Yeah, exactly. Starting out, because it's like, oh, yeah, well, this is just, like... Hands down a great album. Who the fuck doesn't still listen to Old Slayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, no, I mean, I've heard South of Heaven 500 times. I can't do 501. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, but it's not fucking new. It's Uh not nuanced. It's not unique. Who fucking cares? Yeah. If it's good, just like it. And for that matter, even if you don't like it, let people like what they like. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, that's such a good point, too. Like, I think there a lot of elitist shit is kind of like... My girlfriend kind of went into this, but it's like, like, there's a lot of uh, shit that is kind of, like, targeted against, like, kids and, like, kid fandom, and it was something I never really thought about much before, but it's like, it's like, you know, if a kid is more likely to enjoy, I mean, even something like, I don't know, Spice Girl, I mean, obviously that's, like, kind of dating me, but, like, it's just like, dude, let 
fucking like people have their thing and like kids like it's important like yeah. having accessible bands. Here's my like, my only thing is this this podcast is so inappropriate that I would hope <laughs> that kids aren't watching. Oh yeah, no. But here's okay. the thing. If if some responsible parent uh, was like, you know what, I, I think this I think this would be okay for my uh, kids to listen to. I don't yeah. think the subject matter is that bad, which would be, in my opinion, a pretty fucking unreasonable assumption. Because uh, um, it's pretty bad from pretty often. Um, but you know, if a parent said, "Hey, this is I think this is totally fine for my kids to listen to," uh, and they did, I wouldn't denounce having kid fans. It's yeah. just that it's not. In my personal opinion, uh, appropriate for children. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I have nothing against being accessible to children by any means. I mean, that was a big thing I think with Eminem a lot back in the day too. From the, was you know he would talk a lot about how, like how kids are buying his music and they shouldn't. Be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was a matter so much of him saying as I hate the kids like my music. Yeah. As much as saying like. I know this is fucking Hey, parents, offensive. have you heard what the fuck I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You shouldn't be allowing your kids to yeah. buy this. Yeah. And that's kind of where I stand with it, and realistically how I think everybody should stand with it. That's a big thing, I think, in, like, um, like YouTuber culture and shit, too, is people be like, you know, all your fucking fans are kids. And it's like, uh, is that okay. the worst thing to have? Yeah. No, dude. Like, I don't know. It's like, it, and we wonder, like, I don't know, well, kids will feel like anxious or like you know whatever nervous and shit it's like because there's just so much shit you're being judged on for being whatever fucking 12 and liking metallica it's like what you don't like slayer you like slayer oh you don't like you know the one thing i would say if if for nothing else there would be positive to say like if you have a large audience that is kids your career is probably going to last longer Mm -hmm. just statistically speaking the kids that are fucking, you know, 15, 16 yeah. year olds old are going to live a hell of a lot longer than 60 year olds. Yeah. Well, and it's like the shit, I mean, like me and you and shit, like whatever we cut our teeth on when we were younger. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, I still love like most of those bands. And it's like you me grow too. up throughout your, you know, I don't know, like you enjoy that shit for life. And it's like something that, uh, I don't know. Like maybe has some nostalgia element or something, but I don't know. It's just uh, all of that being said, though. Mm-hmm. What is a band you listened to when you were a kid? You're like, okay, I did like it then. Yeah, but uh, I won't listen to it now. Huh. Uh, <laughs> it's a tough one, right? That is a tough one because <laughs> I can think of a lot of shit that like I still do like. Um, <clears throat> for me, it was Nirvana. Huh. I used to love Nirvana. I can't yeah. fucking stand them now. Damn. Um, dude, that's honestly like extremely. It's a solid question, right? Yeah, because it's like I can't. The only the only thing I could think of is like stuff that maybe like I wouldn't listen to like out of not agreeing with like social views. Or yeah, something. Sure. 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 You know, like. I mean, I mean that's still like that's that's a take off the question. Yeah, for sure. But it's even weird then because like some shit like I still will listen to. Like maybe I won't go out and seek, you know, like to buy an album or something. But it's like, like I don't know. Fuck. 
I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. I mean, like, oh, Burzum cool. might be obvious, but even then, like, I still might listen to Burzum occasionally, but, like, I don't seek out like, to buy the dude's music because, like, I think he's yeah. a piece of shit. That one's tough because I didn't discover Burzum and Frogs in my 20s. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like Burzum, like, I knew about them, like, in high school right. and shit. So it's like, that's not necessarily, like, when I was fucking five years old. Like, I was listening to, like, Rage Against Machine, and, like, I still like Rage Against Machine, so, like... Oh, really? They haven't been problematic in any way? <laughs> yeah, no, not saying, like, they haven't, but it's, like... I, I mean, still... I'm sure they haven't. I was totally good. Like, do you know that whole fucking shit of people commenting about, like, ugh, I liked them before they were political. Like, what? what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Yeah. Well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Profoundly but stupid. But I have seen like the videos of like whatever fucking Trump people like whatever dancing to fucking rage against the machine and I don't know. So. It's hilarious. Well, hell, I think um, I think that's just about our time, people. Yeah, people that was the, the fucking <laughs> Boss Rotten album. Yeah. Oh man, that was the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So we don't even have music to play out on. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking hey. God, time flies when you're having fun, huh? Mm. Um, well, people, it's been real. It's been fun. Drake, thank you so much for coming in yep, and coming no, by. No problem. And I'll probably never fucking see you again because <laughs> this went so badly. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I hope you die on your drive home. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, but, um, geez, what fun we have all had here today. You and me, the talking chair in the back. Um, You're just going to speak for me in the chair like that? Fucking. I mean, don't you think you've spoken enough? <laughs> yeah, true that. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Three, three empty platitudes to take the show out on. If you left your lens cap on on your film camera while taking a picture, you now legally have to throw it into the ocean. Um... If you borrow your dad's watch for a wedding, you do have to give it back, but you don't have to adjust the time if you went into daylight savings time. That's a really important one. That okay. happens more than you would think. Um, and I know pencil shavings are yummy, but you probably shouldn't eat eraser shavings. They're not as good for you or as full in fiber. Yeah. It's more of a suppository, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot better having those little pink things up your stink thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, people, I just realized how cheap this album is. I'm buying that right fucking after yeah. this. 69 fucking, well, I mean, less than one fucking euro. That is mm. nothing. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't smoke meth. If you have to. At least make sure it's more chemically pure so you get the better high. Drake, anything you want to say to the people while we end out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Check out these bands. Do it. Support them. Buy their stuff. And don't not do it. Okay, bye. <laughs>